Thank you for joining us with these podcasts. They are designed to challenge us in the Christian faith. We hope that they do that for you. And we also hope that sometime you will join us at First Christian Church in Malvern. May God bless you. Welcome to the discipleship class. We're on the topic 24, which is prayer. And of course, that's dealing with communing uh, with God. And uh, our Bible verse is from Ephesians 6, 18, which says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I'm going to read that again. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. You know what it's like to to have a friend. I, I hope you've had a friend that you could stop and call at any time and they would listen. Maybe they might allow you to to talk nonstop and, and, and you just have a friend that whoever that may be, when you reached out to them, they would give you guidance, they'd love you, they'd support you, they'd encourage you and uh, didn't even ask why you may have called. Uh, that kind of friend really loves you and you feel that, don't you? Well, in this lesson, we're going to see that that is a description of how Christ's followers can, can approach God. In this lesson, we're going to see that the disciples of Jesus are going to imitate Jesus by the way he prayed. Now, before we do that, I do want to mention that Satan really attacks prayer. We have to understand that. You know, just like in times of war, when the enemy would go to attack us, he would cut the lines of communications so that uh, as a soldier, we would not be able to communicate to headquarters or to our base. Well, Satan works to cut the lines of prayer. So this is a very important lesson in communicating and communing with God. Uh, so we got to ask the question, what is prayer? It, it just simply is communing with God, the one who's nearer to us than we realize. Uh, prayer can be silent. Uh, sometimes it's a dialogue with God and we're just talking to God. And it's, unfortunately for many people, it might be about just getting stuff. You pray for things more than a, than a way to draw close to the Father. And you need to look at, at prayer in that way of drawing close to God. Uh, have you experienced praying to God? I mean... Have you truly felt his presence at times? 
the question many times comes up, why do we even pray? I mean, God knows everything. Why would we even pray? I mean, why tell him things that, that he already knows about, you know? He's sovereign. So, you know, the, why do I even need to pray? And yet, for reasons we can't fully understand, God commands us to pray. Do you know he commands us to do that? Uh, in Colossians 4, 2, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That uh, God tells us that our prayers are significant. Sometimes we may not think they are. In James 5, 16, he says, Confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That's James 5, 16. So what results have you seen in prayer? Well, jot them down. Because sometimes we forget, don't we? We forget how we have uh, commissioned and, and uh, asked God to intervene in something, and he's done it. Uh, so please do that. Now, why do we pray? Well, there's going to be five things here that we're going to look at. And one of them is uh, prayer is how we approach God. You know, the, the Bible says in Proverbs or James 4, 8, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. A Proverbs says, uh, you know, ne just never forget that God longs for a relationship. Uh, Proverbs 15, 8 says, the Lord delights in the prayers of the upright. Even if we don't know what to say, God's spirit prays for us. We find that in Romans 8, 26. When we approach God with respect, we don't need about praying wrong, okay? But it aligns us with God's purposes for our lives. That's, that's number two. Uh, we recognize that God, who is good and who's loving, he truly desires our best, doesn't he? So a big part of prayer is learning to give up our desires and say, your will be done. I mean, sometimes I've been in the middle of prayer and I was asking God for something and I realized how foolish that is. So, your will be done, Lord. C.S. Lewis says, if God had granted all the silly prayers I've made in my life, where would I be now? Or he has also said, prayer doesn't change God, it changes me. Do you realize that? How prayer changes us? It makes us examine ourselves. Well, that's the second thing. It aligns our purposes, uh, God's purposes for our life. But thirdly, prayer is an expression of our faith. You know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone 
who comes from him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's Hebrews 11.6. Behind all true prayer is a belief, a faith, that there is one who is there who hears in uh, all true prayer is an admission of you are the one I need, you are the one who can help, and you are the one I trust. So prayer really is an expression of our faith. And I don't know how many times uh, this fourth one has come to mind where prayer gives peace. The Bible tells us not to be anxious about anything. That means fret. Have you ever met someone who just frets over everything? It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. I mean, there's times when I've prayed, I just didn't know. I mean, I didn't know what answer I was going to get, but I knew that God was the God that would do what is right. And so prayer can give us that peace. And we need to understand that prayer is powerful. Even if we don't understand how it works, there's just not this magic formula, or there's not a guarantee, is there? But, Prayer does make a difference. There's plenty of, of examples in our scriptures. Hezekiah was dying, and he prayed, and he wept, and uh, God told the prophet of that day, who was Isaiah, he says, go tell Hezekiah that this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. That's Isaiah 38, 5. Now that is a powerful thing. Prayer changes us. Um, you know, it changes things. But it most certainly changes us. Now, some people have prayed, in the name of Jesus, amen. And I, when I pray, I say that. But sometimes it's just a mindless tacking on at the end of a prayer. Okay? But when you pray in the name of Jesus, okay, you pray for everything that person stands for. Doing anything in a person's name means to do that thing as if he or she were doing it. To pray in Jesus' names means praying the kind of prayers Jesus would pray. And there's been times in my prayer life when I've prayed and I thought, in Jesus' name? Is this really what Jesus would want for me? In the name of Jesus, am I... Am I praying the kind of prayer that Jesus would pray? Uh, you know, in the name of Christ, prayer reflects who Jesus is. Reflects 
his character, his person. And at times I thought, you know, I've been selfish. I need to watch when I pray. So those five things deal with that. And, and just answer some questions to yourself. You know, what specific factors uh, motivate you to pray? As with any type of relationship you might have with someone who is close to you and meaningful, uh, it needs to be more than, can you give me this? Give me that? I want this? You know, there should be expressions of your gratitude to God. Sometimes we don't have to ask anything. We just tell him we appreciate him. We admire him and we're amazed at his power. And then sometimes we need to shut up. <laughs> we just need to be quiet and listen. It also is a time when we can just tell God our inner hurts or our, our hopes or the things that we dream for and it's a time when we admit our faults our frustration what we're struggling with disappointment but it's an intimate conversation with God now the question comes up how should we pray and here's a couple of scriptures from you know, the Bible tells us that, that we need to pray in faith. He says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you'll receive it, it is yours, Mark 11, uh, 23. Now, we can make some stupid claims there. You know, I believe that I'm going to get an A on this test without ever, um, without ever studying. Well, <laughs> God's not going to honor that. See, we need to pray in faith in Jesus' name. I, I'll, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, there's a qualifying part here. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever we ask for in the name of Jesus needs to be asked for so that it gives glory to God, not ourselves. And, and that it's in God's will, according to his will. John uh, 5, 14 and 15 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Now, the Bible talks about uh, praying unceasingly. I mean, not stopping, continually. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. The Bible says also that we need to be confident. Uh, in Hebrews 4.16, the writer of Hebrews said this, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace 
in, to help in the times of need. Um, do you know that we can be a little stubborn in our prayers? Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Luke 18, 1. Sometimes when we give up on a prayer shows us that we just didn't want it uh, enough to keep praying. And there's times where we need to uh, uh, have help for the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the Spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses. And sometimes we don't know what to pray for. We know something's wrong. We don't know what is the proper outcome of something. But we just ask, you know, Holy Spirit, just understand the intent of my heart. And uh, he, he, the Bible says the Spirit intercedes for us with groans. He understands. God's Spirit helps us pray. Uh, when we're clueless, He knows. When, when we can't, there's times maybe in your life when you can't pray, but the Holy Spirit will pray for you. Now, now based on these verses and these truths, how do you evaluate your prayer, your prayer life? There's some warnings about prayer too. Did you know that? You know, prayer is very powerful. You've got to be careful what you pray for, what actions or what attitudes you might have. Um, here's some things that will hinder your prayers. Uh, so on the chart, you may want to write this down. Uh, one of the scriptures is found in the New Testament in the uh, Gospel of Luke chapter 8. And let's turn to that, Luke chapter 8. Um, we'll take a look at uh, verse 9 through 14. Verse 9 through 14. He had given a, a parable uh, of the sower. And uh, in this Luke chapter 8, we'll start with verse 9. Disciples began to question him as to what that parable meant of the, of the sower who had sown the seed. He says to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables in order that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God, and those beside the road are those who have heard. And uh, the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. And those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. They believe in a while, and, and in time of temptation, they fall away. There's snares here um, for, these, for the word of God to get in our hearts. And the seed which fell among thorns, where there go are the ones who have heard, and they go their way and are choked with worries and riches. That can choke our prayers. And the seed in the good soil, though, are the ones who we've heard uh, the word with honest and good heart, 
and uh, hold to it fast and bear much fruit in their perseverance. So here we see in that passage of scripture, uh, sometimes the things of life get in our way, don't they? Well, let's take a look at Psalm 66. Psalm 66 uh, is an interesting psalm. It is a psalm that uh, is written to verses 18 and 20 to uh, remind us here. He says, if I regard wickedness in my heart, verse 18, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard and has given heed to the voice of my prayer. You cannot hold wickedness in your heart. Let's take a look at uh, in the New Testament. Let's go to uh, Hebrews, James, James 4. James 4, and we'll take a look at uh, verses uh, 2 and 3. He says, you lust and do not have. So you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. We can't ask with wrong motives. Uh, very similar to that is what, what Peter said. In uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, uh, it says, You husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel since she is a woman. Grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. If you're not honoring your wife, if you're not realizing the grace that has been given to her, the grace of life, and you're not honoring her, your prayers may be hindered. Well, Matthew also had something to say about this in the, in the sixth chapter of uh, Matthew. So let's turn there. Matthew chapter 6. Um, interesting chapter, uh, verse 5 through 8. Uh, let's take a look at this. He says, when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you pray, go to your inner room and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose they'll be heard for their many words. Isn't that an interesting passage? Prayer is not for show. It is a private thing. A very intimate thing with God. Uh, let's take a look at James because James has a lot to talk about. In James chapter 1, James chapter 1, 
verses 5 through 7. Listen to what is being said here. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Being double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know, there's, there's times I ask God for something. And it's not that I'm doubting that he can do something. I may not know what is best for me. So I ask in humbleness. So another one is found in, in Isaiah. And uh, uh, in the book of Isaiah chapter 29. Uh, Isaiah 29. Okay, let's turn to that. Uh, I'm in 28. One more chapter. Isaiah 29. Uh, interesting passage of scripture in verse 13 and uh, it says in verse 13 then the Lord said because this people draw near with their words and honor me with their lip service but they remove their hearts far from me and their reverence for me consists of a tradition learned by uh, root now what's or by rote I'm sorry uh, what's interesting about this passage of scripture is that it, just don't go through the motions. Some people just go through the motions of praying. And there comes a time, you know, we sing a little song with, with our grandchildren when we pray. And that's good, but there's going to come a time in their life when they're going to realize that they need to pray um, a prayer from their heart. Um, children, there's, there's no rules. Children can do that. You know, in, in, in the evening, I, when we put them to bed and they're at our house, I, I have a prayer from our heart, my heart that God watches over them, that protects their mom and dad. So there are things that come from my heart. Uh, children can pray, elderly can pray, kings, people that are frightened, military leaders, people that are broken, uh, people praying alone, praying in groups, crying out to God on the bed, on the beach, on the mountainsides, outdoors, in the temple. They prayed uh, fixed hours, you know. They prayed midnight prayers, morning prayers. Uh, in their positioning, they may sit, they may stand, they may kneel, they may lift hands towards heaven. I mean, if you look at the prayer life of Jesus, we, we find some interesting things there. He prayed in the early morning, Mark 1.35. He prayed in the evening, Mark 6, 46 through 47. And, and those are, are times of prayer for the Jew. And he, he practiced prayer as a Jew. But he also spent whole nights praying. Luke 6, 12. 
He prayed in lonely places, the Bible said in Luke 5.16. Sometimes he agonized in prayer. Uh, in the garden when he prayed. Uh, drops of, of what seemed like blood uh, fell from him. He, he died praying. Did you notice that? Boy, I, I hope when my time comes, I'll be talking to the Lord. Well, he, he praised the Father in his prayers. He thanked the Father in prayer. He, he prayed for the will of the Father to be done. He prayed for his followers. He prayed um, uh, forgiveness for his enemies. He did that on the cross, didn't he? He prayed for children. And he prayed for himself. So when we are praying, we can pray silently, we can be loud, we can pray in joy. And Jesus prayed all of that, but he prayed through tears. He prayed while looking up. He prayed with his face to the ground. There's no hard, no fast rules to follow. It's, it's about getting in touch with God. Giving him your attention. Talking to him. Everywhere. All the time. Many times I have conversations with God when I'm driving to the church in the mornings. Or when I hear a song on the radio and it's praising him. So what do we pray about? Well... Jesus' prayer life was really different than the average prayer life. And the apostles realized that. And they asked him, teach us to pray. Give us an outline for praying. And that's where we get the Lord's prayer. That's the example he gave us. It is not that we are to recite that prayer. It is an example of how Jesus prayed. And the very first thing was when he prayed our Father in heaven, he acknowledged the Father, God's nature. He's, he's in heaven. And he acknowledged right away that hallowed be thy name, holy is your name. He gives God glory. And he says, your kingdom come. He realized that God's kingdom is righteous. God's kingdom is correct. He, we need to seek that kingdom. And he acknowledges God that his will would be done here on earth, just like it is in heaven. So he looks at the will of God in this prayer. And he realizes that God gives him Everything he needs. He said give us today our daily bread. He is the source of all things. And we need to be dependent on God. And then he acknowledges God's extreme grace and mercy to us. Forgive us our debts or our sins. As we also forgive those who sin against us or our debtors. We are in constant need of God's grace. We are in constant need 
of giving God's grace to other people, forgiving others. Then he said, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. God protects, doesn't he? So he, he dealt with God's nature, his glory, his kingdom, his will, his provision, his mercy, his protection. Now, how could you apply that Lord's Prayer to your own life today? You need to do that, don't you? Well, as we take some things home with us and as far as uh, uh, reflections and that, don't get preoccupied with answers. Uh, make a journal. I, I have one on my phone when prayer requests are asked. I put it on my phone. And then uh, we have some people in this church here that truly uh, keep up with those and mark when that prayer has been answered. And uh, they, they keep a journal. And that is a neat thing. That is something that I always felt I didn't need to do. And as I became older, I realized it's important because we can see God in action. It's, it's his presence in our life. You don't have to pray out loud sometimes. Just, just draw near to him. Give your thoughts to him. Offer up prayers. And uh, it's okay if you have needs and stuff. But if God says, wait, not yet, or even no, realize he's the all-knowing God. He's blessing you by saying no. Have you ever thought of that? Now think of it as a gift when God answers in a way that you don't expect or even desire. Wow. If his answer is no, then by faith, thank him. He's the wise God. He knows the future. He's protecting you from something. I, I remember uh, in my real young days and, and not having much money and trying to get a, uh, a uh, loan for a car and I was turned down and I was so upset. And I didn't realize that God was saying, oh, not now. There's going to be some other things here that's going to happen to you. And if God gives you what you seek, go back to him and say thank you. Thank you. God offers you marvelous gifts, doesn't he, through prayer. So focus on the giver, not the gift, though. So an important part of discipleship is learning how to, to apply these truths in your life. Memorize that Ephesians 6.18. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep, always keep on praying for the saints. Realize that. Read Paul, some of Paul's prayers. Ephesians 1.15 through 23 or 3. Uh, 14 through uh, 21 uh, or the prayers of Jesus in John I mean he has some marvelous prayers that he did for for you and for me and uh, he prayed that you'd be one with the father uh, 
he, he said, you know, he, all kinds of things, a relationship for one another. He prayed that the Holy Spirit and would be with them. He prayed that uh, they wouldn't uh, uh, fall from him. So these prayers are uplifting. Pray honestly, pray boldly. There's some sample prayers that's in our book, and, and they're good, and there's tons of them here, two pages. I don't want to go through all of them, but uh, you might want to pray. Maybe you need joy. Maybe you have a spiritual life is kind of blah, and you need a little more uh, to recapture the joy of your salvation. Or f a family member who needs help, or a family member who needs Christ. Um, surrender to God. Uh, if there's a conflict in your life with sin, pray about that. Uh, you're facing a decision, pray about it. Uh, or you are admitting that you're, you haven't been taking care of your heart. Your relationship with Christ isn't right. Pray about it. Uh, or you keep doing the same sin over and over. You keep getting tempted. Pray about it. Uh, boldness, okay. You need more boldness, pray about it. Or if you're discouraged, pray about it. If you're under attack, pray about it. Uh, you know, or you've been trying to get someone to come to church. Or your finances aren't great. Or that you feel far away from God. I mean, the, the list can go on and on and on. Things you feel guilty about. Talk to God about life. You don't have to use the these and the thous and the, and the fancy words. Just talk to him. Talk to him uh, about uh, your wife or your husband. Or if you're single, that, that uh, talk to him about getting the right kind of person if that's what you want. Or... If things are out of control, chaotic, been kind of that way lately, haven't they? Or if you need to ask for forgiveness, uh, pray for courage. Uh, pray for the trials you go. Uh, if someone needs healed, pray for them. Yeah, and if you don't know what kinds of things to pray for, boy, let that just spark your thinking. Just talk to God. If you're reluctant to open up, take the risk. Uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson said it best. More things are done by prayer than the world dreams of. Wow. Well, I hope you pray. And I hope that uh, you find strength in this lesson. Topic 24 on communicating or communing with God through prayer. Let's do pray. Lord, there are many needs of those who are hearing this. I pray that you touch their hearts if they don't know you. That, Lord, in their communing with you, they may see your great mercy to us and the grace that you give us. And I thank you, God, that you hear our prayers, 
that you watch over us. You give us the strength that we need day by day. And Lord, those who are discouraged, lift them up. And God, may you receive the glory, the power, the honor. May we lift up our prayers of thanksgiving to you. May we honor you by the way we live. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We hope that you will join us at First Christian Church of Malvern, which is located at 4046 Coral Road, Northwest in Malvern, Ohio. May God bless you and have a great day. Thank you.